welcome to I See Star Wars, a podcast about vintage Star Wars action figures. I am your host, Michael Havens, creator of The Imperial Commissary. Come with me, I will be your guide as we journey through the incredible universe of vintage Star Wars collectibles. Episode 21 of IC Star Wars, going green with Greedo and a green light on the next ICC Con. Green guy himself, Greedo. We're going to hop on over to Wikipedia and we're going to read a little bit about Greedo. Greedo was a male Rodian bounty hunter who grew up on Tatooine in Mos Espa. During the Clone Wars, he was hired by the Trade Federation to kidnap Chi Ikwe and Chi Aminwe, the daughters of Chairman Papanoida. Wow, say that three times fast. But was forced by the Chairman to lead him and his son Ion to them. He was occasionally hired by Crime Lord Jabba the Hutt for various mercenary jobs, including the capture of Han Solo, who killed the luckless Rhodesian. Well, there you go. Greedo did have a vintage Star Wars figure. It was an awesome figure, bright green with a really cool spacesuit. Um, he was available on the Star Wars uh, 21 back was his first card. Uh, the Empire Strikes Back 21 backs, Return of the Jedi cards. He was uh, also available in Italy on Harbert cards, in uh, France on Meccano cards, and in England on Pelotoy Star Wars cards. There were a bunch of uh, multi-packs um, where you could find him in uh, multi-packs with Kenner Baggies. He was also part of the Creature Cantina playset. So Greedo was very, very popular all over the world. Um, there's actually a lot of different variations of him. It would be a very daunting task to have a Greedo focus. Uh, he just came with the regular old black smother, smuggler blaster. Um, he could also come with a blue one. The black pistol was only on the early Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back cards. And uh, there was a Power of the Force coin. Uh, you can get it in the mail, and it's pretty darn rare. I mean, it's not everywhere. Greedo did have a few bootlegs, uh, but mostly in Mexico. I ha I've never seen a... Well, no, I've seen a Greedo Polish bootleg, but it may have been newer. But I've only seen the vintage ones in Mexico. That's what I know about Greedo. Strong is Vader. Mind what you have learned. Save you again. Next, we're going to hop into the Ask Mike section. Ask Mike, I did it a little bit differently this time. Um, I went on the IC, the Imperial Commissary. You can check it out, www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the Imperial Commissary. I went on the Imperial Commissary and I went and did a live video yesterday and I asked all the questions. I said, ask me anything, anything you want, ask me live and I will ask it on the air and I'll put it out with the podcast this week. I'm also going to force you all to wait till the end of the entire podcast to find out the cool new ICCC information. So who talks first? You talk first? I talk first. Welcome to the Ask Mike section of IC Star Wars. Today we're doing something very special. We are going live on the Imperial Commissary. Be sure to join up to the largest Facebook group about vintage Star Wars toys. www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the Imperial Commissary. You can also check it online at www.imperialcommissary.com. I already have a live video going and I've already got a couple good questions, so I'm going to dive right into them. 
Uh, first off, Rob Acaruso. Hey, Mike, still printing. He's referring to uh, 3D printing. And no, Mike is not still printing. That thing is sitting in the corner downstairs. It's still all hooked up. Um, it's a very neat idea. But as far as the frustration factor of losing a print overnight, I'm just not really the best guy. I mean, 3D printing is a great thing. It's super duper fun. I made a little vase with monkeys on it for Andrea, but uh, that was about my limit. After my fourth Boba Fett fell off his legs, I kind of gave up and it just sits there. I do have a lot of filament though. I am uh, always thinking about it and eventually I'm sure I will print something else. It's just right now, no, I am not still printing. Uh, next question. Bob Fryer, what do you do for a living outside of collecting Star Wars? Well, Bob, I have a couple different businesses. I have a trucking company and logistics brokerage. What I do is I move containerized freight out of New York and New Jersey. So things like Chrysler Auto Parts, um, if you go into your grocer's freezer and in the frozen section, there's those white tubs of the puff pastries with the cream in them, and uh, that's me. <laughs> they come in from the Netherlands and they come into New York City and I have my trucks pick them up there and then bring them to the Midwest where they are distributed to your grocer's freezer. And then I also have art galleries. Um, I have icgalleries.com, www.icgalleries.com. Uh, it stands for International Contemporary Galleries. And I buy and sell and decorate my house with contemporary artworks um, from Africa and uh, Latin America. So those are my two real jobs, and those are the ones that pay the bills. Otherwise, I uh, just do Star Wars for fun. I mean, I throw the con for fun. I throw the con because there was no con here. That's why I do it. So next question, uh, Bob Fryer again. What's the most prized possession you have in your collection? Um, I'd like to say I have a Kim Simmons photo sample, Boba Fett, and I love Boba Fett, so I'd like to say that's my most prized possession. But to tell you the truth, I think it's this B-Wing pilot. I have a B-Wing pilot. It's a Minon card B-Wing pilot. It's garbage. <laughs> it's a Power of the Force B-Wing pilot. But the thing is, is I bought it when I was really little for the sole purpose of collecting it. And one day it was going to be worth a million dollars in my retirement plan. Um, it's worth like, I don't know, 60 bucks. But I sent it off for grading anyway to AFA and it did pull an AFA 50. And it holds a very special place in my heart and also a very special place in my collection room. It is dead center in my collection room and it always will be. And it's probably the first thing I'd grab if the whole place went up. Next up. Good afternoon, good afternoon. Dan Wilson. Hey, Mike, no questions, just dropping in to say hello. You should ask a question, man. There's always questions. Mark Dodds, I find the Rebel Transport quite boring model. Never wanted it as a kid. What ship model is your least favorite? You kind of got it with the Rebel Transport, man. It's not very fun, but the thing was is it was a big toy that you could carry around a lot of figures in, and it was affordable at the time because I recall having a Rebel Transport when I was very young, and uh, we were not an AT-AT, an Imperial Shuttle kind of family. We were, uh, you know, the, the paper display goods and the Imperial Hoth attack base, stuff like that. So I would have to stick with you and say the Rebel Transport. Um, also the Imperial Transport, I don't know why people love it so much. It kind of looks like a shoebox. And I don't know, that, that one really wasn't for me. It was nice that it made sounds and everything, but I was never a big proponent of sound toys i was more the kid that you know i i do the sounds so <laughs> i don't know it, it was never my favorite either so i guess the transports except for the imperial shuttle awesome but i never had one when i was a kid 
Marsha Parkins. Hi, Mike. Ever going to make it to the UK? Be nice to see you and Andrea at Echo Live. And I would love to make it to the UK. Here's the problem with Echo Live this year. I, I love Echo Live. What Echo Live is, is there's this Facebook group. It's called uh, Echo Base. And they throw a live, uh, like a live toy show in a mall or a retail space or something like that. And people all set up booths and you go around and there's a bunch of different vintage items that you can buy, trade, talk with a bunch of really good collectors from the UK, stuff like that. So I highly suggest going. I wanted to go. I've been trying to go this year, but the problem is in Nashville, we have a new British Airways route. And this British Airways route goes directly London to Nashville. Now, the thing is, is that London to Nashville route doesn't fly on the proper days. So if I were to do it, I was planning on flying in Saturday morning. Echo Live is Saturday. I was planning on flying into Saturday morning. I'd arrive in London Heathrow at 10 a.m. The problem is, uh, Echo Live is about two, two and a half hours outside of London, even the way I drive. And I wouldn't get into the actual Echo Live until 1 p.m., something like that, after traveling all day. So it would be too difficult, unfortunately, with the way our schedules are. Um, I'm still looking into it. I'm still thinking about it. I may make the trip alone, but I don't think so at this juncture. It's just it doesn't line up perfectly with the way the flights are for British Airways out of Nashville. And I'm not going to go take a eight-hour direct, eight-and-a-half-hour direct flight and go make that 14 hours by hooking up through JFK or Atlanta or something like that. I don't want to do that to myself. <laughs> Andy Looker, do you have fish and chips over there? Sure, man. It's called a BK Big Fish and a uh, French Fry. No, there's there's nothing really like fish and chips over here. But to tell you the truth, last time I was in the UK, there was not that much of fish and chips for me to find. I think London has been taken over by Pret Mayors or whatever it is. You know, the Pret uh, sandwich shops, that's all I found in London. All the little fish and chip stands from back in the day where they used to give it to you in a newspaper are gone. I used to come to England quite a bit. My brother went to college there, and uh, I went to visit him. I remember being in England on my own with him, uh, flying over alone when I was like 14, 13, 14. So, and I also went there with my wife. I've been there a lot of times. I love the UK. I'm a big fan of knights, um, like K-N-I-G-H-T-S. And I love castles, and I love that history. So, I love the UK. I would love to get back there. Bitter Lemon is absolutely the best drink in the history of the world. The Schweppes is the best, and the Tesco's is not so bad. But uh, Bitter Lemon is fantastic. I highly suggest to anybody that has access to get it. Um, the only place I have ever found it in America is at the actual Coca-Cola factory in Atlanta. They have every kind of Coca-Cola at the end that you can try. And uh, Schweppes Bitter Lemon is there. But otherwise, you can't even buy it in the States. I have to get it shipped in, and I have to blackmail my poor guest stars to bring me some. Let me see. David Gray Jr., what is one Star Wars item you don't have that you would consider a Holy Grail? A Holy Grail, I don't like the terminology. Um, people could use whatever they want. Uh, I personally, uh, you're saying a really cool one that's rare. I would love to have a rocket-firing Boba Fett. I don't have a rocket-firing Boba Fett because I was looking into them uh, three years ago, two, three years ago, and they were $25,000 was the ballpark. And me being who I am and always wanting to get a good deal, I said, well, no way, I'll pay 20 grand. So I put up a picture at 20 grand cash and I said, whoever's got one, I'll take it for 20 grand. And I passed on one that was AFA 85 at the time, directly from uh, AFA. And it was 25 grand and I was kind of trying to come up with it, just missed it. Uh, and I was like, well, you know, it should really be 20 grand because I figured 
they wouldn't go as insane as they have. Um, but now they're in the 100,000, 150,000 price range, 200 grand. I know one that sold for 350,000 at last ICCC. And to be honest, that kind of money, I'd much rather spend it on the convention. Um, the convention is extremely pricey. It does not pay for itself yet. It will eventually, and once it does, hopefully I'll be able to move it over to a nonprofit and start making some good money for some great charities. But right now, I'd rather spend that kind of money. I mean, instead of me just having another Boba Fett where the rocket fires, I mean, I got lots of Boba Fetts, none of them the rocket fires. But instead of me just having another Boba Fett for my collection, I'd rather throw these conventions. Um, it really brings people together and it gives us an opportunity to get together as collectors and as fans of Star Wars without having, how's the best way to say it, without having to give every last cent we have ever made to a giant corporate conglomerate. <laughs> um, big corporate conventions are never ever cheap. The big ICCC convention is extremely affordable. Uh, next question, Melton Wilson. Hey brother, how you doing, man? Ruben Arendando, that's a cool name, man, Arendando, how many vintage bobas do you have? Um, it's always fluctuating, I buy them all the time, I sell them sometimes, uh, I have so many, they're just literally laying around, I have buckets and buckets and bags, and I mean, I have tons of bobas. The thing is, is uh, I stopped counting when I hit, I think it was 450, my entire boba tower was 450 with the top part. And uh, that's when I stopped counting, but I have tons. I don't know. I don't know how many. Um, I know some people, you know, you can't walk out of a store without buying a pack of gum. I'm the same way with Boba Fett's. If I find one even somewhat reasonable, I, uh, I'm, sure to, I'm sure to grab it. Next up, Melton Wilson. Curious if you could adopt me. It doesn't matter that I'm older. I would not adopt anyone. I'm the baby. You gotta love me. <laughs> kids are too much work man i respect all of you that do it it's amazing and i love my nieces and nephews and i love hanging out with them and i love playing star wars with them but um i like going home at night and relaxing on my couch watching a movie you know having a beer and not having to worry about the edges of my fireplace you know i'm i'm a very high maintenance individual and i worry about everything and there's edges to tables, there's edges to fireplace, there's edges to my desk, there's stuff to trip over. God forbid a Boba Fett's head comes off and it gets, forget about it. Like, I mean, the way my brain works, it would not be good for me. Uh, Marsha Parkins, Bitter Lemon, I must send you some more. Marsha, yes, do. You don't have to yet, though. Give it a couple months. I still have three bottles left for my guest stars. I've been using my guest stars as Bitter Lemon mules from overseas, from England. It's really wonderful. Rob Acaruso, so speaking of ICCC, when is the next one? Well, Rob, you wouldn't believe it, but right here, right here in my hands, I will not show you the front of it, is the contract for the next venue. So, I have finally found a venue, I believe. Um, I'm going to be signing the contract, and it looks like it's going to work out. I will be making some big announcements on it. One announcement, I do want to drive home. Um, well, here's the plan. I'll let you in on the plan. Because now that I have the venue paperwork, I can let you in on the plan. Not the exact dates and stuff like that, but the plan. Uh, ICCC is in September. Unfortunately, it can't be in September this year. Because there is a giant corp convention that I will be attending. <laughs> that is out in California. That will be taking place on August 
30th, 31st, and the 1st, or something like that. Very, very end of August. Um, this will take the target demographic that I have of big collectors from all over the world that enjoy Star Wars toys, and it will make them spend every penny they have, every single penny. I mean, this is a place where drinks are $10, food is astronomical, um, toys are expensive things are expensive everything's expensive lodging is expensive and then you happen to be across the street from a massive theme park that has pretty much all the props and displays and stuff you could ever want to see so i'm actually confused as how they're doing this um with those kind of props so close i mean i don't really know what kind of props they could have on site that would not be completely outshone outshined by the uh the giant park right next door um but that giant park right next door no matter what we got it is going to cost people a fortune um it's going to take every family of four and they're not getting out of there for less than a grand or two for every person in that family of four and once you have a collecting family spending eight nine ten thousand dollars um on the same weekend it's it crushes people and i refuse besides the fact that it would be impertinent i refuse to ask my people my my family here my ic family to either have to choose um or to come right after i mean i won't even have enough time to recover from that i mean i'm sure you know i do it big i do an ic meetup i do all that kind of stuff and i'm always buying stuff there so it does not end up being cheap for me so i don't want to take a 10 fifteen thousand dollar hit and then come home and have to throw a convention where i'm going to take a two hundred thousand dollar hit um three hundred thousand dollar i mean it's not cheap it's not cheap to make a convention but uh so it would be impertinent so i started looking into october november i did talk to some of my guys october wouldn't work either because they wouldn't really have time to recover and if they take a week in September or in the end of August October is too soon for them to plus the kids would be missing two weeks of school in the beginning of the year so that's no good so the next option was November so I was gonna do November November was my idea that was the plan I went around to every venue on the planet I went up to Springfield Missouri I went out to Portland Oregon I went out to Seattle I looked everywhere on the planet for a venue I looked all over Nashville talked to everybody blah 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 blah. November was the date the problem is and I just didn't notice this because I'm not really a super politics type person but um I did notice it about a month ago the problem is is in November there's an election in America now, this election in America consists of many people on many different sides spending billions and billions and billions of dollars to buy up every slice of Facebook advertising, every slice of TV advertising, every hot air balloon, billboard, sign, pamphlet, flyer, whatever, in order to get their candidate into the White House. So what am I going to do? Even if I threw a million dollars at marketing, which I don't have, but even if I did, and I threw a million dollars in marketing, it would be literally a drop in the bucket and no one would notice it. So November is out. Then we come up to December. December, January. Problem with just December, January, and February is down in Nashville, you have a chance of snow. If it snows in Nashville, Tennessee, the entire state shuts down. Nobody goes anywhere. They just wait for it to melt and blah, 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 blah. If it snowed on one of the convention days, it would literally 
bankrupt the convention. I mean, I, it would crush it because no one would come. And when you go from getting 1,800 people or something like that a day to going to getting zero or 15 that are willing to brave the snowstorm, it would crush the convention. So I started looking. What am I going to do? I don't want to push it off till 2021. I really don't want to do that. Blah, 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 blah. Can't do it in the winter. Tried to push it up. Can't do it in the summer. The reason why you can't do it in the summer is because I like the 501st and I appreciate them. And I refuse to let people in stormtrooper buckets catch on fire um, because it's 105 degrees in Nashville and 85% humidity. It's murder out there in the summer. So what am I going to do? So I'm looking, 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 and I have decided, and I have looked into it, and this is the contract, which is not signed yet, but will be on my list of things to do this week. And you'll hear a lot more coming. Stay tuned. Stick to the IC Nashville website. Um, it'll update you there. It'll have lots of updates, lots of info. But I have decided that I am going to be doing it in April of 2021, and I will be doing it in April from now on. This is a lot easier for uh, a lot of people with families. Uh, it's the end of the school year, and it's also tax time, so people have a little bit of extra change in their pocket. Also, there is no convention anywhere near it that I'm aware of, so it'll really give us a time of year where we can all meet at the same place at the same time and really have something where it doesn't matter what corporate convention decides to change their dates and steal ours because we will have our foothold It'll be where and when we always do it. So, tons more information to come. I'm not going to spoil stuff. Just wait till you see what I've been able to pull off. It's going to blow your mind. Uh, but it will be uh, April of 2021 as soon as I sign this contract here. So, there you go. Tons of brand new ICCC information. Uh, David Deans is listening while driving. Keep the hands on the wheel, man. Unsafe. Dustin Ray, tickets now $200 a person since they raised their price at the park. Well, I don't know. Um, I am quite sure I will be paying that. Uh, I know what you're talking about, but I don't want to step on any toes, so I'm being pragmatic. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, tickets are $200 a person, plus tickets to the other thing are $200 a person. So you're looking at $400 a person before you eat a hamburger. Um, ICCC, I will give you tickets for what? It's, I think, 300 bucks for VIP, and you get to eat as much food as you want all weekend. So, yeah, there there is a bit of a value change. Uh, every single word you said is facts. Well, thank you, Tara. I appreciate you. You're really awesome, and you've been really nice. I'm waiting on my helmet. Shh. I won't tell anybody. I just told a lot of people. Uh-oh. <laughs> we do that all the time in the buckets in California. Yeah, man, I'm sorry. I don't want anybody getting heat stroke. You guys are... I love, I love the 501st, I love the Rebel Legion, I love the Mando Mercs, I love what you guys do, not only for the community, but for society as a whole. Uh, you, make, you make dreams come true, you go to hospitals and stuff like that, and you make kids that are in the worst part of their life, heck, kids, families, people, you get to actually give them joy and put that smile on their face when their whole world is crumbling around them, and I appreciate you guys more than I could ever say. And that's why I will always give you free tickets. I will always give you free tables. I will always take care of you and give you a safe place to change, put on your outfits. I've seen some of you poor guys changing in hallways, and it's a tragedy. And that'll never, ever happen. Um, next up, Ruben Arandondo. ICC Convention Chicago? Maybe ever. Um, probably not. Just to be honest, um, Chicago and... Chicago is a lovely place. They have lovely pizza. 
Um, Chicago is not the safest of all U.S. cities, and I will never, ever put my people in jeopardy in any way. That is why our security detail is literally the best on the planet. That is why I spend so much on security. Um, I refuse to allow... Let's talk about Chicago. I was up at a convention in Chicago. I'm sure you guys know what I'm talking about. And the security guards would let me go in because I had a vendor badge with tubs on wheels full of anything. They never looked at it once. I never once went through a metal detector because of my badge. Um, I'm not saying metal detectors are needed, but, you know, a pat down, somebody eyeballing, some kind of something. There I mean, if you could walk in with Rubbermaid tubs on wheels full of whatever, it's it's a whole insecurity. And that kind of thing would not only never be allowed um, at ICCC, my security guys are way too strict for that. Uh, they, not in a billion years would something like that happen at ICCC. Because I value security. I value safety. Unfortunately, we live in not the best world anymore. Um, but if you do your due diligence and you make sure not to skimp on things that are important that people don't notice, like security, um, thank you, Nat Rains, for being the best Army Ranger I ever met and the kindest guy and the smartest at tactical suppression that I've ever seen in my life. Um, I love you, man. And it's people like that that help out that really get us the absolute best security in the business. Um, even William Shatner, first year of ICCC, William Shatner said our security detail for him was the best he has ever worked with. Now, you do not get a better a better compliment, a better uh, recommendation than that. I mean, William Shatner has been with a million security details all over the world, and ICCC was the best. Next up, uh, Jason Knox, wonderful news. April is great. Yes, I think April will be perfect. Um, Wayne Toddy, last celebration was in April, wasn't it, bro? Yes, uh, celebration was in April, but celebration changed to August, um, the end of August. So if they want to do that, if they want to change back to April, if they want to have six of them a year, um, I believe now that we're going into year three and year two was so amazing, um, I think it's not going to matter anymore. Uh, after this year, after what I just pulled off, after where this con is going, <laughs> after where ICCC will be held this year, it doesn't matter. They could put it on the same date. You guys are going to come to mind because it's better. <laughs> All right, Rabbi Caruso, don't forget to hire the Boogalicious band for ICCC. I would love to, man. You got to keep me posted. But it is tough to fly in five or six musicians to come down to Nashville when I live in Nashville, Tennessee, man. I mean... You can't swing a dead cat without hitting 30 musicians. And there's some very, very good ones that come and do the show for free and live within five miles. So it doesn't even cost me for hotels and stuff like that. Peter Buck. Awesome. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thomas Fagan. Just do, don't do it the same weekend as the Kane County Toy Show in Chicago. I can't stay out of different toy shows ways, man. Um, this is not a toy show. It's a convention. It's a whole different animal. Uh, I, I love toy shows. I don't know when Kane County will be that year. They're usually in May, I think. But, um, I mean, I'll always try to avoid it, but no, I, it, it's a toy show up in Chicago, man, for what, $8 a ticket, $12 a ticket. I mean, it's not the same thing. That's like, you know, yeah, it's, I love Kane County, don't get me wrong, nice show, but I mean, there's like 95% tin toys and dolls. You can't tell me if ICCC was the same weekend, you guys wouldn't choose ICCC. Josh Crouch, plus I'm announcing right now that it's going to be in April of 2021, so it's their turn to stay out of my way. 
because this train ain't stopping, baby. <laughs> All right. What headset is that? It's a piece of junk. I bought it off Amazon. I think it's got a wolf on it. Yeah, there you go. See the wolf? I don't know. Piece of junk, bought it off Amazon, totally works. I used to do a podcast uh, that was great, and it had all these mics that spun with lasers and blah, 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 and 15 different setups and all these things, and it was great. It was like a $10,000 system. It was top of the line. And to tell you the truth, and I know I'm wrong, but I can't tell the difference between this cheap $30, $50 headset, whatever it is, um, and the thing I was using with all the different stuff. I'm quite sure there is a little bit of loss, but I don't even know what I'm doing. So I, I, I can't imagine I would be able to use that equipment to record properly anyway. <laughs> uh, all right. What headset is that? All right. Somebody wrote that leaves us out. Is not easy to travel with three kids. Uh, I don't know what to tell you, brother. I think you've been to a couple ICCCs, but I don't know what leaves you out. I don't know what what that means. Um, there's a hotel there. Anybody can travel. My sister travels with two kids all the time on her own. Um, I don't know. Plus, it's more affordable. Plus, it's Nashville. They could go to Nashville Shores or do whatever, which is fun. Gary Waters, trying to make arrangements. Do you know where the IC meetup is in Anaheim? Gary, currently I'm buying, uh, well, renting a venue. I'm looking at a few different venues. The thing is, is I'm trying to find the most bang for our buck. We've done a lot of IC meetups. The last one up at Celebration, well, we've done some in between. But the last one up at Celebration, it cost me probably about six grand. And it was just a room and there were some issues. Um, the tables weren't set up when we were got there. Uh, the food came cold and late. I wasn't a big fan of the way it was and it cost me a fortune. So I am trying to use my connections in Anaheim, California to find us a great venue somewhere close um, that'll allow us to have a bar in it and allow us to have space to move and tables to buy, sell, and trade. I don't want it to be all on top of each other. And now that there's going to be guest stars there, because some of my guest star friends have reached out, people from movies, um, I, I want there to be space. So I am working on it. It will be done for sure. I still have seven months, so that's all the time in the world. And... Uh, it will be close enough. It'll definitely be Uberable and uh, taxi cabable, drivable, and also I would like to get us some parking because I believe parking would also help people that bring lots of stuff. I just I remember uh, the Lemkus went to the IC meetup last year and those poor guys they were carting around these like you know the giant black tubs with the yellow tops and they had so many of them and it was like. The walk must have been 10,000 miles. I remember me just walking all the IC and ICCC stuff and the free merch and the gifts and toys and whatever. I remember just walking that over. It was like a 10-minute walk, and it was rough. Um, Eugene Strider-Brown, tickets to the Hip Hop Trooper Party won't be 200. Not even close. Awesome, brother. When is the Hip Hop Trooper Party? It better not be on Friday, man, because you're coming to the IC meetup. Uh, Eugene Strider-Brown is the Hip Hop Trooper. He lives down here in Nashville, and he has been super kind. He has been helping out with ICCC, and uh, he's been really, really cool. He had a cool after party at Tin Roof 2 last year, but um, yeah, he's a good dude. So follow the Hip Hop Trooper. Chris Pelletieri, VIP at ICCC was the best money I have ever spent at a convention. There you go. And he's somebody who goes to lots of conventions. He's an autograph hunter. Um, I actually met him for the first time in real life, I think, at a convention in Vegas. Um, 
But yeah, there you go. I, I couldn't ask for a better recommendation. Chris, put that everywhere. Tell everybody. VIP at ICCC was the best money I've ever spent at a convention. Beautiful. Great review. Um, Tara Aslip. Helmets waiting on the fine folks in China to finish the plaques. But yes, we have a, a super secret, secret thing. I can't tell you. Shh. But it's going to be awesome. Uh, there is a link on the IC. I don't know what for. Robert McGregor. It's all about the foundlings. It is all about the foundlings. It's about the kids. And you know what? That's the other thing. Well, I don't know. Some of these bigger conventions are, are daunting. Um, they're really, really big. David Gray Jr., ICC Rally, North Carolina. Well, that's only like six hours away, man. I don't really see the upside. Uh, anybody could drive six hours. But um, maybe one day, who knows? I'm always open to anything. Um, the reason why I started in Nashville is because I live in Nashville, and there is no decent convention in Nashville. There is no convention in Nashville. There's one that some guy from West Virginia is going to try to throw, and he has a Kickstarter going. But, I mean, I don't know. His Kickstarter has raised less money than I spent on pipe and drape last year, so I doubt that's going to do very well. Um April 2020, yes, sir. Peter Buck, what about doing the convention in Pigeon Forge? We have a new convention center. Pigeon Forge is neat. The problem with Pigeon Forge is you have to land in Knoxville, which is not an international airport. So you either have to land in Nashville and drive three hours, or you land in Knoxville and you drive two hours. I mean, Pigeon Forge is very off the beaten path. I love Pigeon Forge. Beautiful place. Great mountainous uh, cabins to rent or stay at or to own, uh, Dollywood's out there, a whole bunch of Ripley's, believe it or not, everything like that. But I mean, Pigeon Forge is easily an hour off of I-40 and not an hour out of Knoxville, like an hour and a half. So it's an hour and a half from a non-international airport. It's just not a smart place to put people. Um, I know it's, it's neat and I know you're kind of close to it, but I mean, lots of people come internationally and, uh, it's it's a tough location for international. I'd put it at my house before I did that. <laughs> um, did he say where? No, he did not say where. This is the contract right here. You can't find that out till later because here's the hook. It's going to be way more expensive for me. Way more expensive. So I need the IC members and the ICC attendees to help out. And this is how you guys are going to help out. You're going to only book through the room block link. Because if I don't sell enough rooms on the room block link... I'm on the hook for the rooms. That's how these big places work. Um, but it will be in a venue that is all in one. You're going to be able to go downstairs from your room, just like the big guys, and you're going to be able to boom, 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 buy, sell, trade, knock out the con, go upstairs to your room. If you need a little home field advantage on the bathroom uh, side of things, you'll have that. Um, so it'll be it'll be great. But um, tons more information to come. But April 2021 is the best info I'm going to give you right now. There's lots to be planned, but yeah, it'll be April 2021. Andrew Perkins, great security. Thank you very much, brother. I appreciate it. Scott Edward, here is the thing with security. If everyone got stopped and pat down and check all bags, you know people would complain. I definitely understand your security measures, though. Um, I don't care if people complain. Um, if they complain about getting patted down, everybody gets the uh, beep, 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 wands passed over them. It's part of it. Uh, we have uh, men and women on our security detail, so it is all done up to code and proper and all PC. Um, if they don't like it, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm not gonna. I am not gonna let security lax because somebody doesn't want to have a 
a metal detector wand passed over them, and it's just the way it is. So, um, I'm not really worried. If they want to come, that is great. If they don't want to come because they're security, there's probably something they're doing wrong anyway, so it doesn't matter to me. All right. Uh, no, that'll come later. Wayne Tutty. Sounds amazing, Mike. Thanks, Wayne. I appreciate it, man. I, I really want to come out to Echo. If anybody's anywhere near England, or if you have better flights, or if you live in New York, go fly out to England. Go to Echo. It's going to be awesome. Um, Marshall Parkinson's piece of junk. Yeah, but it looks like part headset looks Star Wars-y. Yeah, thanks. Gunner chair in the Falcon. I love it. <laughs> Andy Loney. There's Andy Loney. He's been a vendor at ICCC. Great guy. Great stuff. Kane is always the fourth Sunday in April, so then no worries. It's I will never do it at the end of the month or the beginning of the month because my wonderful wife, Andrea, is a controller for Pontiac Buick GMC and Cadillac Murfreesboro. She's the controller there, and that essentially means she's the in-house accountant for everything. So at the beginning of the month and the end of the month, she's extremely busy. Um, so it'll always be in the middle of the month, ICCC, or else I'll just spend the money and then not write it down properly, and then I'll end up going to jail with the IRS because I keep terrible books. But luckily, I have a wonderful analytical wife that takes care of all that. All right. Piece of junk or not, it looks cool. Thanks, man. It's really, it's a good headset. And I mean, you'll listen to the podcast. It is called Senti, S-E-N-T-Y, 7.1 Digital Surround Sound Headset. So there you go. Um, Kenner, question. Kenner Falcon or Kenner Imperial Shuttle? Which would you choose? It all depends. As a toy, the Kenner Imperial Shuttle. I think it's awesome. Um, as a vehicle that I fly through space on missions, definitely the Falcon. It's got way better weaponry. It's got way more speed. It's way cooler. Falcon's top notch as far as an actual flying vehicle. But the Imperial Shuttle is more of like a, like a limousine. The Imperial Shuttle's a limousine, and the Falcon is like, I don't know, a, a Kia, but with a V12 Aston Martin engine in it. It's a monster. Mark McCauley, are you getting to the questions on the post or on here? I will be getting to the questions on both. Uh, this one I will be ending uh, probably like an hour and ten minutes in. We're 36 minutes now. You figure five minutes to get started. Um, we're 34 minutes on the audible when i started recording so i'll answer them on here first and then once i end the live video i'll knock out the ones that people have asked me that weren't able to make the uh make the event here for the live the live feed uh april 25th is the kane county yeah no worries i mean it's not going to be the end of the month mike love the podcast thank you paul you're a great liar no <laughs> no i appreciate it man i i don't know why you guys like hearing me blab but i really don't mind putting them down and it's really cool that so many of you listen to it i actually get a lot of friends i was joking with andrea the other day i get a lot of friends requests and stuff off of the podcast from uh south america and uh mexico and stuff like that and i said wouldn't it be funny if like 10 years we're walking around a con and somebody walks up and says mike i learned english from your podcast and then they end up talking like me with my weird vernacular it would be hilarious because i say weird things because i'm i don't know i'm originally a you know connecticut new yorker kind of guy so i definitely have my own i don't know what it is hook all right what do you think about the retro line of ESB figures coming out? Man, you know what? I like the retro line. And the only reason why I like the retro line is because I think it would be awesome to tie Boba Fett to a bottle rocket and shoot him into space. But um, 
I wouldn't do that with a vintage one. So I think they're great. I think they're great for kids to play with. I think they're great to beat up. I don't think they'll ever have any value um, ever. I know some people can save the carded sealed boxes or they get in a load of sealed boxes off the truck and whatever. Um, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I mean, as far as like a value type thing, it's not really my thing. I think it's pretty lazy on the uh, manufacturer's part to just pump out common things that we already have seen but um people want them people buy them so it's cool i mean there's people that enjoy the retro collection and you know what it's a heck of a lot better than repro because it's made by the original company it has those digital numbers on the back and the blasters and stuff look very very different so it's better than repro but it sure is darn close and if it was manufactured by steve's toys or something and not hasbro it would be repro so something to think about on that uh todd hensley what's the toy store to hit in vegas well there's a bunch of toy stores man but unfortunately i cannot uh endorse any of them right now at this point just because uh repro has been found in them and i don't help people that sell repro repro is bad um todd hensley helmets uh yeah there's helmets in vegas um a lot of the stuff is expensive but you can you can find good deals, and there are good shops. Just Google Toy Store in Vegas, and I'd love to say these shops are awesome because there are some good finds. You'll find some good stuff, but um, just know what you're doing because there's repro in them, and that's, I don't know. Andy Loney, home field advantage. There you go, brother. Um, Josh Crouch, I'm going to skip that one because I just answered it up there. Jeremiah Baldwin, any idea on vendor costs going to be? in costs to the past ones uh, i'm gonna try to keep the vendor costs close um they will go up just a little bit probably but that's just natural progression plus with the location there's going to be so much more foot traffic it's uh vendors should be really really happy with this change but we'll figure that out later it, i'm not selling vendor tables yet nothing is for sale yet there's a lot to be done there's a lot of information that needs to go through the website all i need you to take away from this is please please book your rooms through the room block link because if you don't i'm paying for a whole bunch of rooms you're not going to be using it'll be a good deal but please 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 chris pelletary my birthday is in april i expect a party at iccc there will be a party man we can pretend it's your birthday party <laughs> paul Trineau, have you ever thought about setting up your own table and selling with other vendors down at iccc i know you're busy and you probably won't i have no time um, yeah, if somebody wants to run a table for me, that's totally cool. Um, I did blow out a whole bunch of modern junk. Well, not junk, sorry. A whole bunch of modern stuff I don't need and a bunch of bigger items that I don't ever want to ship. Um, I had a buddy with a table down there and I was like, hey man, if you're not using this, I'll give you an extra table and throw this stuff out. But it was all like, I don't know, legacy Falcons and shampoo bottle Kylo Ren's and just stuff that i'm it's not for me um but yeah if anybody wants to run a table for me hook me up yes just say no to repro um and there are two nice suggestions there for uh toy shops in vegas uh tara just put them up you guys feel free to use those i can't speak to them any toy store that has any repro i i will not endorse ever um so We'll leave that one go. Um, looks like we're out of questions here. Feel as free to ask more questions on the live post, but I will hop on over to the static post for the people that are actually working real jobs. Oh, God forbid, right? 
But um, Mark McCauley says, what is the one piece in your collection that you may have sold in regret? Um, I don't have a piece that I have sold in regret. I don't care. Um, there is nothing I regret. Live a life with no regrets. Regrets, I've had a few, but then again, too few to mention. Sinatra said that. Um, he's saying that. I don't regret ever selling anything. I'm not attached to things. I'm attached to people. Um, so nothing, really. I mean, plus, I always feel you can get it back. I've never had anything that is a one-of-a-kind only ever thing, so you can always get it back. My my drive, my my hype, my enjoyment is the hunt. I love the hunt. I love the hunt. I love the kill. I love the picture. I love mounting it on the wall, but that's where it ends for me. I don't really care after that. It doesn't really hold that for me the things that hold nostalgia for me are the stuff i had when i was a kid that i just never sold and i never would sell um but it's not really that valuable and i don't know i you know there's nothing that i've sold that just can't sometime be gotten back i mean a lot of this stuff has a inherent value to it i mean if i sell this boba fett right here that's been sitting on my desk i'll get another boba fett i mean what is that 20 bucks I don't know. It doesn't... I don't feel that way about it. Uh, to tell you the truth, I took a wall in my collection room going up the staircase, and I covered it in cork, and I've been putting all the celebration pieces and all the, uh, the badges and challenge coins and stuff like that up, and those kind of things I love. But I don't sell any of those. I mean, I don't ever sell swag. Um, even the IC stickers, I'm always giving these out for free. I don't... I don't sell them, really. I mean, I used to sell them two for $3 or $3 each or something like that, but it, I don't even bother. If you buy something from me or I send you a package, you'll get them in there. Um, Marshall Parkins is doing Falcon art for Tops right now as we speak. That's awesome. Um, tops cards. So that's cool. There, there are Tops people out there on the IC. So if you are an artist, pump out a bunch of art and keep showing it on the IC, and somebody will reach out, I'm quite sure. Dennis Hall, how much time do you think you dedicate to the IC in a week's time? I have no idea. Um, I would say probably like 40 hours a week, 50 hours a week, if you really think about it. But most of that week is me doing other stuff on my computer, work for work, and sitting here on the phone. Like, I mean, example, right now I have the, the admin chat, and there's some issues with the admin chat. Uh unmuted blah 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 he pm'd me and understands he was muted because he asked to buy on a not for sale post i mean all that kind of stuff i look at that and that's fine and i go through it and but it's well i'm doing other stuff i mean there's so much time in a day and i'm not the kind of person i do not sit on a park bench and feed the pigeons it's not in my i can't do it my brain doesn't work that way i'd rather be ridiculously busy all the time 24-7. Not 24-7, literally 5.30 a.m. till 10 p.m. at night, I want to be doing something. Because I know at one point in everyone's life, mine included, there will eventually be a time where you can't do as much. So I want to make sure to get everything I can in when I can. I mean, shoot, my lawn takes me four hours to mow every single week in the summer. But I fit that in too, and then I get to enjoy an audiobook while I do so. So, there's always time. There's always time. And uh, my schedule is always filled with doing stuff but i really don't mind I, the ic is not like work it's i don't know it's fun I, I don't mind i mean people say thanks all the time and 
people are kind all the time. There was a guy that gave me Predators tickets the other day that I was able to give away on the IC. I mean, it's it's wonderful. It's I wouldn't change it for the world. And plus, I hate being bored. Couldn't do it. Uh, David Deans. What do you feel the market will be like for vintage in, say, 10 years? With the high percentage of people over 40 that are collectors, do you feel the younger generation coming up into collecting will be able to continue the legacy of vintage collecting? Yes. I believe that in... When they came out with The Force Awakens, I believe that uh, Star Wars turned a corner. Star Wars turned from silly toy to high-end collectible on the same level with wine or stamps and that stuff never goes out of style i mean even baseball cards is having a resurgence do i believe there'll be ups and downs absolutely when everybody that's like you said uh 40 to 60 everybody like that when they when they retire they're going to dump their collections i mean it's just what people do when their kids go to school they dump collections and once all those people dump at once it's going to make a dip in the market but that's when somebody like me is going to buy, buy, buy and get all the cool stuff I always wanted. Um, but that's with anything. I mean, there's ups and downs with anything. There's ups and downs with classic cars. There's ups and downs with wine, with stamps. Who cares? You go with the ups and downs. You're able to increase your collection when it's at the downs. You're able to decrease your collection when it's at the ups. Um, right now, I feel like... A lot of people are on that selling line. I've seen a lot of really cool pieces up for sale. The problem is, is the market is a little bit low right now. But I also think it just kind of evened out because it was a little bit high before. Um, so I don't know. Do I think it'll ever go away? Absolutely not. Everybody's always going to want the first something. It's just the way it is. Go look up the first edition of a William Shakespeare novel. It's worth a fortune. And these things are now turning into that. Do I think there will be a much market for a beater figure? I'd say not really, but to tell you the truth, I mean, you can make these out of beater figures. And there is nobody that doesn't want that. I mean, why wouldn't you want that? It's an awesome Grand Admiral Thrawn. It looks good. It's a figure that they never made in the three and three quarter. Um, except for the one I do have the three and three quarter, but it's like a big three and three quarter. It's not the same. Um, so I don't know. I think people will always use this stuff, and it will always have an inherent value. There's even... G.I. Joe's and Tin Toys, and they all have inherent values. The things that are really losing value that I don't really think will come back is furniture. And the only reason why is we are all nomads. The whole world is nowadays. We do not live in one place forever. You do not get born, grow up, and die in the same house. It very seldom happens anymore. It's not the way it was. The world is much smaller. We have phones. We have internet. We have everything to keep us in touch with relatives and family. No matter where we live, it allows us to be way more mobile in today's society. And if you have ever lived on a third floor walk-up apartment, <laughs> you know darn well furniture is rough. Why do you think TVs are so light nowadays? It's so you could carry them. I used to carry a 37-inch tube TV to every third floor apartment I ever had in college. That was murder. <clears throat> Mark Dodds, what is the largest diorama of vintage you have ever seen? Was it impressive and what scene? Hmm. Largest diorama, I guess they had one where it was all the little uh, Lego stormtroopers that made a giant stormtrooper face. That was neat. Um, but dioramas... I don't know. 
I mean, you know what? The, the the Lego guys, they make really nice dioramas. The Tennessee Valley Lego Collectors Club, they make they made an awesome one, and it had all these different things. Uh, but otherwise, I don't really know. There's a guy on the IC that had all the, the Death Stars, so it makes a full circle, and that looked really cool. There was another guy on the IC that had a really cool one that was in Ewok Village, and it was a whole wall of his house. I think anything creative like that is awesome. Um, I even knew the guy who had the actual Sarlacc tentacle, one of the Sarlacc tentacles from Return of the Jedi, and he had it just on a pile of sand in the corner of his room on the carpet, and I thought that was a really neat diorama. But um, I don't know. I've seen the diorama builders out there at Celebration and some other events, and they're very, very cool. Uh, they're cool-looking dioramas, but I'm a big fan of Lego. Uh, the time it takes, the forethought it takes, especially to be building off the cuff. I could never do it. I'm just, I'm very good at the ones with directions, but I'm never just a builder. Uh, what is the rarest item that has passed through your hands, whether you have sold it or kept it? Well, all right, here's the trick. What do you consider rare? Is it the most valuable item or the rarest item? That's the real trick, because a lot of people see there's, the rocket firing fat which is the most valuable it is the big deal well not most valuable but it's yeah i think most valuable for uh kenner star wars i mean unless there's i really think that would be it at least right now with its massive price tag but one of those i've held them i've never owned one uh but one of those is extremely valuable but it's not the most rare thing ever i've got these resonators bag they're more rare than rocket fets i mean when have you seen one never you see at least two, three rocket fets a year. It seems like every auction has a rocket fet. So it's, I don't know, it's its different for me. Uh, uh, I mean, I don't know. There's there's such rare items. It, it's tough because I'm trying to talk because this is an audio podcast as well, not just video. So I can't just look around my room as I am and show you some stuff that's rare, more rare. But I mean, even Boba Fett uh, like this here. This is, for the people just listening on audio, this is a Boba Fett vintage bootleg, Mexican bootleg. Now this, I've only seen two, maybe three of in this color in my entire life. The thing is, is those two, maybe three, even though this is vintage and rare and in phenomenal shape, um, it's not worth what a Rocket Fett is worth. So... I have some really rare stuff. Top Toys are really rare. I think Top Toys are the most rare production item that there is. For them not to be a pre-production item is wild. Because there's so few. Um, uh, the only complete set of them I've ever seen is mine. And I at least have two reseals in mine. Um, I don't know. There's, there's rare stuff and there's rare stuff. So there's rare stuff and there's expensive stuff. I mean, shoot, Boba Pet. I've only seen two of these ever. But it's a custom. But this is definitely more rare than a Rocket Fett. It's just how many people want a creepy Boba Fett IG-88 thing. But I love it, you know. So I think it's all it's all up to what you consider rare. It's rare or valuable. Do I have any movie used props? I do, man, downstairs. I don't think I have anything up here. No. <laughs> yeah, I have a, a bandolier from The Force Awakens. I have a pouch from The Force Awakens. I've got a coin from Canto Bite the Casino and... Uh, the Last Jedi, I got a construction crew hoodie from The Last Jedi. I've got a, a hat from Episode 1 from one of the palace guards. Yeah, I've got a few uh, a few little collectibles that are from the movies. Um, 
Rarest piece. Value doesn't matter. Own piece. Um, I don't know. This this Boba Fett man, or even let me see. Even these resonators are really hard to come by. I would say the rarest item I have would probably, or the rarest item I own would probably be these Boba Fetts. I have four or five different colors, but these vintage Mexican bootleg Boba Fetts are ridiculously hard to come by. And even when you do find them, they're well into the $1,200 range. And I mean like 1200 bucks if you're literally in Mexico City buying it from a buddy. Like, I mean, the best deal you could find. I mean, you could probably get two, three. I've seen a purple one go for, I think it was $7,500 or something on the boards, which is crazy, but, you know, depends how much somebody wants something. Uh, next question. Adam Marks, what do you find the officially, what do you find as the oddest officially licensed vintage product? Bath items, stamp kits, belt buckles, yuppie. Uh, ponchos, Play-Doh sets, uh, Yuppie is, uh, it's these little tiny things they were giving away. I have weird stuff, man. I get weird stuff. Um, here, <laughs> here, you want to see something? Oh, remember we were just talking about rare stuff? This is probably the most rare thing I have in my entire house. Right here. I have not seen anyone else with them. They are unbelievably rare. They are only, I'll explain it for the people just listening, they are the tops, the margarine tops, the tops of margarine containers from when Return of the Jedi came out. These were only released on Doriana margarine containers in Argentina. I've been looking for them forever. I haven't found them forever. They're like plastic, and they have a little slice in them so you could stand them up with the margarine container. But these right here, I mean, I paid, I believe it was like a 1000 bucks for these. Um, I don't have it here and I buy lots of stuff, but these are literally pieces of garbage that are cut out of margarine tops from 40 years ago. Um, super duper crazy rare. I really wanted them cause I'm really into top toys and these are the only ones I've seen, but it is a set of 14. So if anybody out there is holding, please let me know. I will buy them. Um, I'm all about them, but what's the weirdest thing? I would say the foodstuffs. They have weird foodstuffs. Um, I mean, this is margarine. And I'm all excited about it. So <laughs> it's garbage from a margarine container after 40 years. And sour cream. They had some sour cream ones. Next up, Jay Smith. Anything revealed at the toy fair this past weekend that catches your attention? I'll probably grab the Hoth board game and add the Luke Pilot to the collection. Um, everything from the toy fair that grabbed my attention from this past weekend. Hmm, let me think. Well, I've had 40 years to uh, look into the products that they released this past weekend, and I find them to be wonderful. I have many of them on my desk. Here is the Luke Pilot you're talking about, except yours will have a digital code on the back. I don't think they're very creative. I'm going to be completely honest. I don't think there's anything that creative that came out at this year's Toy Fair. Um, for some of the other toy lines, sure. I don't understand why you can't produce a Mandalorian. I mean, we have guys pumping out Mando uh mando customs all day long on the ic and uh for some reason you can't buy a three and three quarter mandalorian but they're like here's another boba fett which is fine i mean i'm gonna buy a couple of them i'll be able to tie them to rockets or shoot them or do cool fun stuff with bobas that i would never ever do to a vintage all right next up uh josh crouch thanks for answering truthfully and i agree it's up to the person for sure yeah man it's totally up to the individual i mean these even though these are definitely here i can make a statement these are definitely more rare than a rocket firing boba fett by far 
The thing is, is there ain't nobody out there that's going to pay $300,000 for either one of these. But that's just because, you know, it's all about the hype. Why you think a Yankee ticket is way more than like a, I don't even know, what's a regular team that doesn't win all the time? I'd say the Astros, but they, they were sure to sneak out a couple. Um, no, I don't know, like. It's the difference between a Yankee ticket and a Sounds ticket. Do I love the Sounds? Yeah, sure. Are they a baseball team? Yeah, sure. But are they comparable? No, because the Yankees are the Yankees. I mean, the Yankees. $2,500 for a seat down on the baseline in the Yankee Stadium, but you can get, uh, I don't know, a couple hundred dollars, you can get a seat to pretty much any other ballpark out there right on the line. Um, any interesting stories about a good wild find? Yeah, why not? Okay, wild find. There was a good one. I put an ad in a newspaper. I've had a couple good ones. I have two good wild find stories. Well, I'm sure I have a bunch, but I'll give you two of the best ones. Okay. The first one, I put an ad in a newspaper, and I got a call from a little old lady, and she said, Hello, Michael. I saw your ad in the newspaper, and my son has some of those toys. Can I give him your number? I said, Sure. My number was in the newspaper. Knock yourself out. Uh, so her son calls, and he says, Hey, Mike, I have uh, some stuff. I have some Star Wars stuff, uh, and it was just a regular lot. It had, like, an AT-AT, no chain guns. It had a Darth Vader case head. Um, it had some other stuff. It was nothing special. But he was like, would you drive out? Would you see it? And would you buy it? And I said, yeah, sure, man. Um, of course. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm into Star Wars toys. Why not? So I went out there, and uh, I looked through all this stuff. I was like, oh, this is really cool. You know, I made him an offer. He was super-duper happy. And uh, we made the deal, and I was like, do you have anything else? Always ask, do you have anything else? So he said, did you have anything else? And he goes, yeah, I have these. And he came down, and he brought me, I don't have anything like it in here, but he brought me a, uh, you remember you used to put pictures in a photo album back in the day, and you could put a few pictures in it? Well, anyway, he had a photo album. In that photo album, he had six proof cards. And I said, how did you get these? He said, well, my mom had this uh, special friend that would come to visit. <laughs> special friend that would come to visit i'm doing air quotes for those of you just listening special friends that would come to visit and he would bring me some uh, star wars toys and uh he brought me these one year and i put them up on my wall with text and uh they they were proof cards he had six proof cards and uh but here's the thing now i i was ready to offer him a bunch of money and uh what he did is he got a little defensive as people sometimes do and he says listen i already know what these are worth i spoke to brian's toys and oh sorry i spoke to some toy person that buys toys and i know exactly what they're worth i have a quote and i said well i will pay you more um because i'm an actual collector so obviously i'm going to pay more than a reseller that has a giant shop that i'm sure doesn't pay that much and he goes well each one of them is worth $200, and I know for fact that Boba Fett is worth 600 So I said, yes, sir, I will give you double. And I gave him double. He was the happiest man alive, and I literally pulled over in a gas station parking lot five minutes from his house and called everybody I knew. Because it was the coolest thing ever. I mean, I'm, I'm always the guy that ends up shooting myself in the own foot because I'm trying to help out people or give them extra money or whatever. But he lived in a nice house and everything, and he was a little bit snippy with the blanks toys thing and uh whatever so i just i don't know it was super awesome and then i had another one where uh 
one of the uh, people that actually listened to this podcast called me up. He said, hey, Mike, I've got this collection. Uh, it's too big for me. And I was wondering if you come see it. It was down in Alabama. And it was literally every men on card, except for Power of the Force, no Power of the Force. Literally every men on card, every Indiana Jones men on card, every Black Hole men on card, every Lone Ranger men on card, perfectly sealed. Some of them were a little bit bent or whatever, but perfectly sealed. Uh, all the special edition die cast, whole bunch of really cool stuff. And uh, that one, uh, it costs significantly more money. But see, what I do is I pay a 10% finder's fee. You find me a collection that's way too large for you, I give you 10%. So he walked out, and I'll give you all the modern that's in it because I don't know nothing about modern. So he walked out with a truckload of modern and something like, I think it was like, I don't know, $1,500 plus like four carded figures. Plus I hooked him up with a bunch of stuff. I mean, it was, he did good. And, uh, the reason why is cause I bought a massive collection and I paid a decent price for it, but it was a good value. And I was able to get rid of a lot of that. And that helps build things like the IC. I mean, why do you think the IC meetups free? I'm not just some crazy person that just makes billions of dollars. I mean, but if I find a wild find, you know, I like to spread that love around. And if you find me a wild find, 10% adds up. When it gets into 10, 20, 30, $40,000, I mean, it adds up. Uh, here's a couple folks that are giving me suggestions on bad baseball teams, but that's okay. We'll leave that one alone. Uh, Robin Bukra, Bukra, sorry. I know Robin. Robin's really nice. She runs uh, Bestman Prime over there. Really fun Facebook group. They have Modern Monday, which is super duper fun. Uh, if you want to share some modern stuff, we have a modern webpage as well, modern Facebook group, but it's just modern. That's uh, the Imperial Commissary 2, www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the Imperial Commissary 2. Uh, Robin says, what's the next film project that you have heard about from Disney that you are excited to see come to either the big screen or the little screen? Um, I'm excited to see Obi-Wan. Uh, it's going to be the new Disney Plus series. I'm also excited to see uh, Cassian and K2, uh, about Cassian Andor and K2SO. I think they are great. Their, uh, their back and forth is phenomenal. I mean, there hasn't been a great back and forth like that except, I don't know, Lethal Weapon way back in the day, the original Lethal Weapons. But uh, I'm very excited to see those two. I'm very excited to see whatever Disney Plus brings. I would say I'm excited to see The Clone Wars, but we just had an episode of The Clone Wars, so I'm already seeing The Clone Wars, so it doesn't qualify for that question anymore. So I would say I'm most look forward, most looking forward to the Obi-Wan Kenobi gibberish. I like Obi-Wan. Dave O'Brien, are bootlegs still something that little companies in third world nations make? Have copyright laws and the ease of getting products via the internet snuffed out that niche market? No, man. There's bootlegs everywhere. Do I have any right here? I don't think so. But, I mean, they're even making Black Series bootlegs. Uh, China makes knockoff bootlegs constantly. Uh, Mexico still has them. You can find bootlegs even today. You can find them in stores today. Uh, bootlegs are very much alive. And it's not just... It's an affordability issue. I mean think of what it costs to manufacture something ship it to america send it back to wherever uh, and also i don't think there as i don't think there's as much love put into bootlegs anymore as much it is it is just knocking off but i mean shoot man you could go get a what are those things the the battery powered four wheels four wheelers um i can't remember what they're called but those battery powered four wheelers that little kids have you can buy those from china and get the knockoff ones and they 
as far as I've seen from my friends that have them, they work just as well. And uh, they're a tenth of the price. Power wheels. They're like knockoff power wheels. They make knockoff everything. They make knockoff handbags. Shoot, brother, you live in Chicago. Walk down the street. Can you uh, go find me a million knockoffs? I'm sure you can. You need a Gucci bag, man. <laughs> uh, Jamie Stewart. Everyone and their brother knows you love FET, but with the limited screen time, is Din Djerin starting to edge FET out as your favorite character? More of a, from a fan standpoint and not so much the collecting because we all know who wins the race. Um, no, absolutely not. I like the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian is a different animal. The Mandalorian would not exist without Boba Fett and the hype that surrounds Boba Fett. But the reason why I love Boba Fett isn't for the five minutes he was in the movie. I love Boba Fett for the wonderful stories that have come out of the Boba Fett saga. Everybody, when the Mandalorian wasn't taken off his helmet, was like, oh, that's such a big deal. And everybody's like, oh, Boba Fett's not a real Mandalorian. You know what? Mandalorians aren't Mandalorians. It's a creed, not a race. Um, Mandos are Mandos. So I believe Boba Fett is a Mando. I also read uh, Tales from Jabba's Palace. I think it's up there. But, uh... I think it was Tales from Jabba's Palace or Bounty Hunter Tales or something like that um, way back in the day. And it talked about how Boba Fett brought um, brought Solo to Jabba and was hanging out at Jabba's Palace. And then when Princess Leia came, uh, Jabba threw her in the golden bikini and then threw her into Boba Fett's room and said, she's all yours, man. And he, she was all nervous and he sat down in the corner and crossed his legs and meditated uh, because that's not what he was there for. And she was like, well, why, you know? And he's like, that's, that's not what it's about. Boba Fett was never that. Boba Fett, I think, gets a bad rap as a villain when I don't think he was villainous at all. I think he's somebody that takes contracts for people that don't pay their bills. I mean... Han Solo was the guy at fault in that situation. And uh, even though it was a gangster, I mean, Han Solo was still the one in fault at that situation. Uh, all right, next question. So, no, the Mandalorian, no. I mean, I love the Mandalorian, don't get me wrong, but he's never going to edge out Boba Fett. I mean, I think he would need another 10 years of incredible side stories in order to do something like that. Uh, Mark Ruick, will the new Boba Fett retro line make me a millionaire? No, it won't. Sorry, bro. It'll be fun, though. You can shoot it in a rocket. But no, anything manufactured today, they're manufacturing it in such giant numbers, and they'll keep re-releasing it till it's till you're blind. Uh, Mark Catley, have you gotten yourself a life-size gel giant Boba Fett? If not, why not? Well, here's the hook with life-size things, and you can take this to the bank. Life-size things eventually pop up on Craigslist when somebody moves, and they say, I can't ship it, I don't know what to do with it, 300 bucks. So, no, I'm not going to pay two grand for something that I'll eventually get for 300 bucks. I have a perfect, official 501st set of armor um, that I got for 350 bucks on a Craigslist ad because the kid was moving. And, uh, I mean, it won't fit me, but it looks great on a mannequin in my collection room. But anything like that, anything super-duper giant, I try to avoid at retail price. Um, I did make the mistake with the skiff. Uh, if anybody's local and they're looking to buy a skiff, I'll hook you up. 
but it's taken up my whole bar and it's just modern and it's just a dust collector and i don't know i liked it for like the first two weeks i don't know if you guys have seen that meme where it's like the brain where he gets a new toy and he's like oh i got this new thing i'm so happy i'm so excited and then it's like well you're gonna be bored of it really really quick and he goes all right i'm bored of it and then he grabs another new thing he's like oh i got this new thing that was a skip for me i was so psyched about it i was like it's awesome i'm gonna cover it in boba fett's and i did and now it's just there all the time i got the yak face underneath it because what do i need a six and a half inch yak face or whatever that thing is i don't know i don't know so sometimes i do that and i think it's a mistake but would i buy a gentle giant boba fett yeah man but am I going to find one eventually in a collection or somewhere local? Yeah. Just because everybody knows I like Boba Fett. So if they're moving to Barbados and they can't bring them, I'm your Huckleberry. Sorry there, guys. I got a phone call, but they can wait. Um, Tara says, do you have podcast guests? Yes, I do have podcast guests. I've had movie stars on the podcast. I've had super collectors on the podcast. I'd love you to come on as a podcast guest. I take suggestions. Um, all it is is I do it over Skype, so it's very, very easy. Um, if people want more guest stars, just tell me. The reason why I knock these out like this is sometimes it's tough to get people's schedules to connect. And I have time right now, so I'm recording one between the hours of 3 and 5, and I'll put it on the back burner. And then tomorrow morning I'll wake up early and I'll edit some of it, and then I'll record the parts where it has... Uh, whatever our figure is going to be. I haven't even picked it out yet, but whatever the figure is going to be where we delve into the COOs and the variations and stuff like that and um, any news and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, I'm always willing to do a podcast. Absolutely. If you have time, reach out to me. I'll definitely talk to you. We'll set up a time. We'll put you on Skype, and I'll throw you on the podcast. We'll talk about anything. I'm all about talking to folks. Uh, next up. David Robinson, any chance we'll get another Little Mermaid type of vintage Star Wars palette ballad from you again? You know what? I do have one that I've been working on, actually. Um, but I can't I can't give away the spoiling, but it has to do with this when I release this thing, the uh, the 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 contract and the um, the new venue for ICCC. But yes, there will always be more. Um, I love to sing. I know I'm not the best at it. But um, I love inventive singing styles. I love Weird Al Yankovic. I love um, Hot Shots, Hot Shots Part Two. Uh, I loved the Naked Gun trilogy. I mean, all that stuff, all those spoof movies. I, I used to love those. I love spoof songs, and I love to make them. And uh, I think that music is a very powerful thing. And I think that people enjoy it. And I even, I've done them for the, the con. I mean... I, I, I don't know. I, you want me to sing one right now? <laughs> uh, Adam Marks just picked up some Southeast Asia Black Series Boba and R2 bootlegs. Ironically, those bootlegs sometimes cost more than the regular Black Series. Uh, yeah, I believe it, man. The ones that say Star Wars, where it's S-T-A-W-A-S or something like that. I know the ones. I got the Boba one around here somewhere. I got a Boba one that turns into an egg. It's really silly. It's in the other room. But um, really cool. Uh, the barge, not the skiff, right? Yeah, you're absolutely right, man. It's a sail barge in my room. I said skiff 50 times, but yes, it is definitely Java's sail barge, that giant Hasbro one. Still a cool toy, but I don't know. It takes up an awful lot of real estate for something modern. Um, David Robinson, he wants me to sing. <laughs> what am I going to sing, man? I don't know. 
a classic one. I don't want to sing it. I'm not singing right now. <laughs> uh, let's find something. What do we got? I got it. I don't know. I don't know. I can't sing. I don't know if I want to sing yet. It's tough to just sing. Uh, what do you think the next Mando is going to be about? Uh, I think the next Mando is going to probably skip ahead a few years and make Yoda a bit older so he's a little bit more spry on his feet. Um, but I don't know. I hope it's the same kind of thing. I mean, any great Western is about the cowboy doing the cowboy thing, protecting the little baby, and that's cool, man. I mean, that's a that's a food staple for Westerns. Um, <laughs> Mando goes to Taco Bell. Oh, well, you guys have been great. I just asked all the questions. Do you have any more questions for me on the live feed? If not, I'm going to pull off here. And we have done the questions on the static display, but we have an hour and 14 minutes already, and the rest of the podcast will take at least an hour. So it's going to be an extra long one this time. But I appreciate you all joining up. I appreciate you all talking. There's Paul Benton. He's the guy I mentioned before that hooked me up with the Preds tickets. Very nice guy. Um... I really enjoyed that. Uh, but yeah, we will uh, we will record another podcast episode eventually here, and I will get this one out to you by Friday. Please be sure to check it out, www.imperialcommissary.com forward slash ICSW. That's IC Star Wars. Um, have a great day. Any more questions? That's it. You're all good. Thank you very much for joining me. Thank you. For, oh, there is one more. How did you get to be such a good entrepreneur? <laughs> Um, huh. that's a tough question. Let me ask, uh, how did I get to be such a good entrepreneur? I don't know. Here's the trick. I, I put it up as a post the other night. I said, it's very easy to beat the odds if you never bother learning what the odds are and you're just sure you can do it. Um, that's it. It's all about faith. How did I get to be such a good entrepreneur? Uh, my father left when I was a kid. He's not too nice of a guy. Um, and my mother is the nicest person and kindest person and smartest person on the face of the planet. And if I did not drive myself every single day, um, I'd be doing her a disservice, me a disservice. And that's what makes me a good entrepreneur. Uh, Trucker Nick, sorry I've been out of the loop. You might have answered already. ICCC is in Nashville again. Yes, sir. Back in Nashville. www.icnashville.com. Check it out. All right, folks, that's it. So uh, have a great night. Here, I'll record this, but I don't know. If it's corny, man, my voice is all tickly, too. But anyway, this one's for you, David Robinson. Come with me and you'll be in the world of Kenner's creation. Take a look and you'll see into your imagination. We begin with a spin, learning in the group of my creation. What we'll see will defy explanation. If you want to view no repros, simply look around and view it. Anything you want to hunt it. Want to hunt the world, there's nothing to it. There is no way repro can compare with an IC education. Learning here, you'll be free if you truly wish to be. 
I love you all. Thank you very much for listening. Have a great day. Well, David Robinson, you got me to sing. <laughs> Here it is. It's the moment you've all been waiting for. There are new developments on ICCC Nashville. People are counting on us. The galaxy is counting on us. Solo, we'll figure it out. We'll use the Force. That's not how the Force works. You may have caught some of this in the Ask Mike section if you didn't skip ahead, but here's the skinny, the down low on ICCC. Numero three? Numero trace? ICCC three? How about just ICCC? A convention by collectors for collectors. Well, as you know, we usually have it in September. We usually have ICCC in September. Unfortunately, we have it at the middle of September, towards the beginning of September. And uh, there's another giant corporation-type con that has uh, moved its dates. Um, it's moved its dates before, so, um, you know, I don't know. All I know is it has moved its dates till the end of August. The very, very end of August. So it would be two weeks maximum, even if I spaced it out before the next ICCC. So, since they are putting it right next to one gigantic theme park involving the same target demographic. I'm trying to choose my words carefully because this is going out on the internet. But um, since they're... They change their dates, which they have every right to do. It's an awesome show, and I will be there, and I support it. Um, it's just since they did, all the fans, all of you guys, me, everybody involved will be spending an awful lot of money going between that theme park and this uh, gigantic corporate convention. Back and forth, it, it'll cost a lot of money, so there won't be able to... No one will be able to take off again two weeks later to do the same kind of thing. So... I talked to a lot of the people that are part of the leadership team, and I appreciate their input so much. And I talked to a lot of members and a lot of people that come every year and that are really involved with ICCC. And we all decided, well, it's good to push it off. We need to push it off. So I was like, all right, let's push it off, and we'll do it. We'll do it in November. So I started looking around at venues, and I, I know you guys that listen, you know, I went up to uh, Springfield, Missouri, and I checked out in Seattle, Washington, and Portland, Oregon, and this, that, and the other place, and a bunch of places in Tennessee, and a million different venues. And I looked everywhere, and I did find some good venues. The thing was, is I started to think when, uh, about a month ago, when uh, all the TV commercials and Facebook ads and everything switched over to political ads for XYZ candidate to win the White House. So, I thought about it, and I said, well, if you do a convention in an election year in November, right when the election is going to happen... People will probably come that know you, but how are you going to advertise that? I mean, these people are already spending billions and billions and billions of dollars on advertising, and there's no way I could, even if I had a million dollars, it would be just a drop in the bucket. And uh, so that wouldn't work. So I started thinking about it. I can't do January, can't do February, because it's freezing in Nashville, uh, even into March. I mean, we're already into March here, and it's still cold, or we're about to be into March. I mean, we had snow today, and my back porch is covered in ice. So, you can't do that because in Tennessee, we don't really have snow plows 
so to speak. Um, I'm sure we have a couple of them, but they never come down my road. And uh, so if you have a snow day, people from Tennessee won't come. And that could be detrimental to a convention if you just have a day when people won't go out of their house. So it can't be in those months. And then I was thinking, well, then what's the next month? The closest would be April. April would be ideal. It's beautiful in Tennessee. It is more beautiful than any other month in Tennessee. The sun is right. It's not too hot. It's definitely not cold. Every day is usually beautiful and sunny and blah, 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 blah. So it would be a good idea. Plus, it would give people time to recover from the big giant corporate con. And it would give people time to recover um, after the expense of August. So, that is the plan. ICCC will be in Nashville, Tennessee. That's the other one. We're going to Nashville. Nashville. The address on the building will say Nashville, Tennessee. It, uh, it will be in Music City, Tennessee, which is Nashville, Tennessee. And that way you can take a Uber ride for a couple bucks and go honky-tonking if your heart so desires. Franklin was wonderful. It was a great place to hang out, but I think you guys have seen that enough, so I always want to keep it fresh you have been to ICCC yet, you haven't seen ICCC. It's an experience. It's a family experience. And uh, Franklin's wonderful. We had a great time out there. Um, but now we've progressed. And I think it's, I think you guys are ready for the big city. So all I can tell you right now is the contract is signed. I do have to have everybody book through the room link. That's a big, big deal. This contract is way more money for me, um, so it's it's way more out of pocket, and I need you, all of you, everyone that is coming to attend, to book through the room link. It will be a discounted rate. It will be at the actual host hotel, and uh, if you guys book through that room block, it's going to offset my cost. Every single one of those hotel rooms that gets blocked um, that, that sells to you guys is one I don't have to pay for. Cause that's the way these really big places work. When you, when you want to get in the big leagues, kid, uh, <laughs> what happens is they have the promoter purchase all the rooms in advance. So please, pretty, pretty, please book through the room block link only. All right. That's all the info I'm giving you for ICCC Nashville. Um, that's it. That's it for now. That's all you get. You will see one year before, exactly one year before, tickets will go on sale. The rooms will be on sale soon. I Probably on the same day as tickets. Tickets in the room will probably be, uh, this is all speculation. They'll probably be on sale on the same day, and that'll be exactly one year before the next ICCC. So we are moving the venue. We are moving the date we are moving and shaking. So come on out to Nashville. Come bring your family. Go on downtown. Enjoy a honky-tonk. Go out to Nashville Shores. Enjoy one of the beautiful lakes, mountains, walks, hikes. Downtown, this is, this is Music City, USA. Come on out. And you know what? While you're here visiting my favorite place in the world, why don't you take in a convention? It'll be a good time. ICCC, for collectors, by collectors. See you in April. Thank you for listening to IC Star Wars. Check us out online at imperialcommissary.com. We're also on Instagram and Twitter at ICCC Nashville. Check out the convention website, www.icnashville.com.